And that's what they called to tell me. And I was just like, I'm not, <laughs> we're not. It's just not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is not gonna happen. Like that's real cute, and I love that for Nessas, but I can't be dealing with my natural hair every day. My name's Quincy, and my name's Kevin, and this is Sentimental Men from Theaterly. We are here to talk and maybe scream about our favorite women in musical theater. Um, do you actually want to see that with me today? <laughs> do you want to come to your life love with me at two? Today? I have an extra ticket. That's what I'm doing right after this. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Full disclosure, I haven't asked out to a boy. He has not responded, so I'm assuming it won't happen. Yeah. If he does respond over the course of this episode, I'll have to cut you. Then it's but a no. I don't think he's going to. Okay. <laughs> Cute. Um, I'm very excited about this episode today. Me We've been to do too. this for a while with Miss Kimber. Yes. Today, we are talking to Kimber Elaine Sprawl from 2015 to 2017, was in one of, in my opinion, the best biographical musicals on Broadway. Beautiful. The Carol King musical. She swung that show. I'm such a fan of that show. Then after that, in 2017, she opened the third national tour of The Lion King as Sarabi and as the understudy for Nala. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Sorry. She probably sounded terrific. After that, in 2018, she replaced in the role of Jane in A Bronx Tale on Broadway. After that, in 2020, she was the titular girl from the North Country, Marianne, in the original Broadway cast of girl from the North Country. And then, of course, this year in 2023, Miss Kimberly Lane Sprawl made her Wicked debut as Nessa Rose in the Broadway company of Wicked. I'm obsessed. She's busy. She has some of my favorite production photos from Wicked in a long time. Agreed. I am... I... Her production photos are really, really great. Yeah, her, the the one, it's probably like the artwork for this episode of like her in the pink kind of like smirking over her shoulder mm -hmm. in Ozdust mm -hmm. is so like, I feel like the production photos of Nessa Rose are usually kind of like sweet, smiley, very like damsel-y, but she has mm. like a little glint of act two in her already. She's got a secret. Yeah, she's got a secret. She's got a plan for this. <laughs> this Bach. I do also just think of the TikTok that friend of the pod Brie made about the braids because oh that was like the backdrop. Yeah. That photo was the backdrop of the video she made. Mm -hmm. <sighs> what a moment. What a moment. I hope, I was talking about this with somebody recently. I hope, because we've now seen that Cynthia has braids in the movie. And mm -hmm. I hope, like we all hope, that we are due for some more black women playing the role of Elphaba. And I hope they get wigs like Cynthia's. I think that would be really cool instead of just having like mm -hmm. the Adina Menzel wig. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does feel like Wicked is like doing different things with the wigs based on the actress playing them. Yeah, so yeah, I think Lucy St. Louis isn't wearing the standard Glenda wigs, right? No, she has a, her wigs have a different texture. It'd be cool. I don't know. Anyways, it's hair. Who cares? Anyway, can I hit you with a stuck on SJB? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My stuck on SJB today is Stephanie J. Block doing I Don't Care slash Somewhere Over the Rainbow at her live Lincoln, Lincoln Center? Center concert. Yeah. Oh. 
I remember watching that. First concert. of all, it's like 11 minutes of bliss. It's such a long video because she takes mm-hmm. like what is already um, a lengthy song and then she like interjects all of these stories into it. And I love it because it's like we don't really see her much in that kind of like cabaret, Josh in it with the audience mm-hmm. setting. Like she's usually in more of a concert sure. scenario. So mm-hmm. it was so cool to see her kind of like work the room. All of the stories are really funny and it's such a showcase of her musicality. Like she does a lot of really fun phrasing. She finds really interesting dynamics, which is great because it's like you're keeping somebody's attention on the same song for 11 minutes or most of 11 minutes. Ah, her craft, Mm, it's perfect. And then she tells a story about how the old MGM musicals were really like what lit the fire under her to be a musical theater actress, mm. which I think she she told us back in her episode. But I was thinking about that and I was like, that makes so much sense. Like when you hear her voice, there's like a little bit of mm. that there where you're like, oh, she does have that like beautiful croony kind of like golden agey voice. And I think even the way she like drops in during a performance is very Mm -hmm. reminiscent of that era. Like the place she Mm -hmm. goes when she is acting with a capital A, I think is reminiscent of those MGM musicals. Yeah, totally you could see it in her Norma too. Like she was giving Mm. full old school Hollywood dropped in glamour. Have you seen The Little Mermaid yet? Yes, and I would love to talk about it. I would love to talk about the song Wild Uncharted Waters. Uh Uh-huh, sure. (laughs) That would be what you wanted to talk about. In the movie, I was like, this song slays love. And then what actually really did it for me, though, is this video that is currently going viral of Jeremy Jordan singing it a half step, step up in concert. I haven't seen that. Something about Jeremy Jordan really does awaken that, like, deep love for the theater that I have. Yeah. It really does things for me. He has a very (laughs) thrilling voice. Him singing that song is great. I will have to look that up. I will have to look that up. It weirdly gave me some different, like, appreciation for the song, because it's, I think, in the movie, it accomplishes one thing, and then hearing Jeremy Jordan just wail on it accomplishes another thing mm-hmm. um, and now I haven't been able to get it out of my head which is why I'm bringing up the movie here okay but what would you what's top on your Little Mermaid list well I don't know if I would call it the top but I think one of my strongest <laughs> opinions is that where were the ensemble vocals it needed ensemble vocals I was so upset mm. that like in Under the Sea there was just Aquafina and the and uh the little kid singing the backups and I was like this is so Mm -hmm. lush usually but I did love the movie overall I thought Halle Bailey was sensational her part of her world part of your world actually made me emotional yeah when I saw it I was in like a pretty empty theater (laughs) and so that song finishes and this woman like on the other side of the theater goes oh she didn't come to play and like the 10 of us who were in the theater were all laughing and it's true she didn't and her new song the for the first time is really really good too okay anyway here's kim burke Kimber Elaine Sprawl, thank you so much for joining us on Sentimental Men today. Great, thank you for having me. You are only our second ever Nessa Rose on the podcast. Wow, I'm honored. Yeah. 
And the first the the first Nessa Rose that we had on, we had on to talk about she had played the role in that role understudied Alphaba. And so we had her on to talk about understudying as well. Yeah. And so this is our first like fully devoted to Nessa Rose episode. Who was that? Uh Jenilee Green. She opened the first national. Okay. Yeah. So I think there was like three people total who've ever <laughs> Well, I know Shoshana was at one point and mm-hmm. Eden. Uh-huh. I, I didn't know that until I got in the role and I like some people had understudied mm-hmm. her some Nessas and then went on to play the role I thought that was a cool fun fact okay so this is skipping ahead but yeah. I do want to address the fact that I do feel like you could also play Alphaba has that thought ever kicked around in your head so originally <laughs> when I auditioned for this it was for Alphaba and oh, I got sure. the breakdown and I was like, no, I can't, like, I just can't go in for this. Is Nessa available at all? And my agent was like, what? And I was like, no, please <laughs> ask. And <laughs> and casting was like, really? And I was like, I want, this is what I want. Because it's a lot of sure. pressure. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm no stranger to the Broadway grind. I've been doing this for 10 years. And yeah. mm-hmm. I just really couldn't wrap my mind around taking on such a demanding role um, Mm -hmm. and not like in a new season. But then Mm -hmm. when I got there and I saw her like ascend up into the sky during Defying Gravity and just being there, like seeing the track, I I feel like I can do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I want to do it. Yeah, because we saw that you posted a video of yourself singing Defying Gravity. And I was like, okay, why isn't this Yeah, because... (laughs) Because <laughs> now that I'm in it, every time I like I'm doing this orchestra concert in a couple of weeks. Now that I'm mm-hmm. in Wicked, people are just like, "Oh, can you sing that?" Which is very right. presumptuous. I can, yes, and I will. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do it. I mean, we have seven months. I literally just started, uh, yeah. so who knows what will happen between now and then? But it's definitely on my radar now. That's funny because it's cool. not like you can bust out that. Wicked Witch of the East at like a symphony concert. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. I asked uh, press, I was like, this fun night. can we do Dancing Through Life, like for Brian yeah. Park? <laughs> They're like, That'd no. be funny. <laughs> um, okay, so rewinding, how did Wicked the Musical come into your life as a person? I remember this verbatim. I was in the seventh grade uh, living in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I did professional community theater um, as a child. And so we were doing Cinderella, I played the horse. And this girl, (laughs) (laughs) here's horse. And this girl was singing Defying Gravity, or no, she, yeah, she was singing, singing Defying Gravity. So you can't find me. And she's like in a groove. And I was just like, what song is that? And she was like, it's wicked. What do you mean you don't know it? And I was like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I do. I just, like, didn't recognize it. Like, you were singing, like, kind of a ballad. <laughs> and then I went home and YouTubed it. And that was, like, my first introduction to wicked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. An immediate obsession. And then, you know, from there. Yeah. Honestly, yes. I would listen to the soundtrack straight through. I, I've always loved wicked. And, of course, it became as a you know musical theater nerd and show choir and everything it became the the album that we use for everything for you yeah. know concerts and i took it I, of course i sang it in high school for my little like 
you know, uh, board presentations. Like it just became so mm -hmm. intertwined in my life. And of course I wanted to play Elphaba um, when I was younger, but I think it was more of kind of like a, like a fantasy. I was a fan than yeah. me thinking that mm -hmm. I would ever play the role. Do you remember the first time you saw it? Yeah, I saw it in Chicago. Again, I was in high school. I believe I was in like the ninth grade maybe. Okay. And this girl that I wasn't even friends with, um, she was like having this birthday party where her mom like took all of us up to Chicago. And she was just like, my mom wants me to invite you because she knows that you're like a, a theater star. So like, do you want to come see Wicked with us? And I was like, this is a blessing. Yes. Like, what's, what's your name, girl? Like, great. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're friends now. Uh, yeah. yeah, we were friends, yeah. at least for that year. Yeah. <laughs> You've been performing professionally for a while. When did it cross your mind that, hey, I might want to be in Wicked as a job? Um, it truly didn't until the audition came across my mm -hmm. desk, like, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and this Nessa Rose was the first time I'm, you went in for Wicked? So, no, so I went in for Glenda when that was a thing. Wow. And okay, this is actually, a, this is a cool story. So I, when I was on the Lion King tour, I got into <laughs> mediums and like tarot. It was just like a big thing in my life. My friend on the tour, Stella Wane, like just kind of introduced me to my spiritual life. And we had this like group session with a medium. And I kid you not, she before before Brittany, you know, was Brittany mm -hmm. on in, on Broadway. She was like, "I see you, um, w w the Wizard of Oz, um, the the Good Witch, uh, the the first oh. the first black." good witch and i was like i'm gonna be the first black blender and i swear to god i got the audition the next day so you can tell oh, me anything wow. i was like i'm about to be glenda like I, this is about to be a thing i could you not vision almost like a prophecy and then, <laughs> almost like a prophecy but just like in the play she saw the vision, but it was <laughs> it was another story. So I'm pretty like my medium did see Britney and I guess she saw me adjacent because I mean I did, you know, see Britney and that like that is in my world and my realm and, and now I am Nessa. And seeing Britney in the show and even getting that audition definitely expanded my mind to to believe that like I could be in the show. Yeah. Right. Because being a black woman and a black performer, I'm sure you had kind of guards up on the types of roles that you could be even going in for. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, because the role is so demanding, it, it just, Alphabet is a black woman. So I don't really understand why she hasn't been mm -hmm. cast. But yeah, I think you just sort of like, as a black woman, let certain things go like, oh, they don't want, they don't want us in that. Like, it's fine. Yeah. We'll keep it moving. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I heard you say or read you say in another interview that you felt like you did not have the voice that people expected you to have. Yeah. Did that play into this whole like Glinda, Nessa, Alphaba kind of trifecta for you? Absolutely. I traditionally just never had that typical or stereotypical rather, you know, black voice, mm -hmm. I black voice, you know, mm -hmm. the belter, the riffer. <laughs> And so, yeah, I felt, you know, inferior to the role in many ways. Mm -hmm. But also, we're now hearing you say, I went in for Glinda, also I could do Alphaba, I'm currently playing Nessa Rose. That feels like yeah. a lot of different <laughs> styles of singing that you are capable of. Yes, and I'm working on that in therapy. I, I, 
I never <laughs> like see the good. I'm always like, this isn't enough. But no, I totally, I, I have my like Audrey McDonald moment. I, I love singing my legit. Um, I mean, Nessa is low key, a, a fierce acting track. Um, and that's why I love her. And then, yeah, I, I can I can give you an alphabet too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she contains multitudes. <laughs> so you went through the audition process for Glinda, and then talk to us about how this alphabet No Wait Nessa Rose audition came through, and then that process. That was during um, North Country, and I think because I was in that so hard i just like mm-hmm. didn't really have the strength so when Elphaba came i said is nessa available i'd put my tape in and then they called me in to do it and i feel like i got i definitely got this soft offer to start in june but like you know, my my um journey with north country was just so like deep and arduous right. that like i i didn't want to leave it before we conclude like really concluded yeah. did our tonings and everything so i was like mm-hmm. can they just like weigh in until we close and then they ghosted me like we didn't hear anything and then I saw oh, wow. someone else got it and I was like I guess that means no and then um short maybe like three or four months after that I was in California uh doing a, a reading and they circled back again and was like can she come in to sing because we don't have her on tape for Steven so I went in to sing mm-hmm. with um Dan Mishike the uh, mm-hmm. our music director and truly it was so precise. Like he would stop. I mean, Nessa barely sings, but he would stop me after every mm-hmm. me- measure. I'd be like, no, dude, it's like this. Wow. No. And I was like, I did not book this because it was just so specific. And I was like, wow, this is like really intense in the audition. Yeah. I was like, you're asking a lot. And he yeah. was like, this is my job. Like people have an idea yeah. about how they want to sing Wicked because everyone is singing it, you know, in their mm-hmm. bedroom. And he was like, it's my job to uh-huh. tell them, no, like you're singing what's on the page. Mm-hmm. Um, but I truly think I didn't book it. I, I hadn't booked it because it was just like very note heavy for a girl who sings a total of 16 <laughs> <measures>. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah but then after that I, I got it <laughs> yeah and you're the first full-time nessa we've had on so can you talk us through what exactly you had to do for a nessa rose audition yeah i did wicked witch of these so mm-hmm. we, we start off with the scene you know and she's like oh i'll have to shut up first of all mm-hmm. and then straight into the song and then that's it and then i i think when i went back to sing with dan they had me saying, finally for this one night, I'm about to... Oh, and that was a thing too. They gave me the wrong music. They gave me like box part. Uh, oh, Bob, I think you're <laughs> wonderful and we deserve each other, but it's mostly box singing. And I didn't remember that part. So I got in and I started started singing Bach and they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not the right, this is not the right <laughs> stuff. And I was like, well, this is what your people what gave me. So I had to... <laughs> Um, so then he kind of like taught me quickly, finally for this one night I'm about to have, just so they can see the contrast of right. Innocent Nessa to yeah. um, the Wicked Witch of these. You know, you were talking about how precise the note giving was during your audition and something we talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. a lot is about how Wicked is very corporate theater in the sense where it's been running for so long and has taken, turned into something so much bigger than I think like your standard Broadway show that just opens in a season turns into. After coming from North Country, how would you compare your experiences in both shows work-wise? Oh, I mean, 
truly night and day. And I appreciate that. I think that mm -hmm. North Country, it definitely, it was the show that really made me feel like an artist and an actor. And mm -hmm. every day I was able to discover something new, like the, the words of Bob and of Connor are so dense that I never, I never had to like feel like I was recreating anything. I was truly just like living in the moment and like serendipitously like something else would illuminate my mind and I would be like in another tunnel. So I think in general with a show like that, like it just leaves more room for a creative journey. And with Wicked, and spe specifically with Nessa, Mm -hmm. I can't really speak for the other actors because her character isn't, is like, you know, not super developed, but it's been like a fascinating journey of me trying to keep it fresh and be present, but mm -hmm. not really having a lot to yeah. work with. How are you navigating that? How am I navigating that? Yeah, because I feel like Nessa does pop in in moments and you kind of, I'm thinking, if I am the actor who's popping in, you kind of have to do some filling in of the blanks to at least try and give yourself a I'm filling all day. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I, I feel very manic and I've definitely been told like I'm the most like active like active Nessa because I will fill a bead honey like yeah. any, like I'm there I'm ready I'm reacting I'm in it I have a whole storyline of me like being obsessed with Madame Marble like I'm pretty sure that she's in love with me and I'm in love with her <laughs> like, wait, talk about that more like let's that, hear like, yeah let's hear these backstories <laughs> Okay, so when she, we have to remember that Nessa is a witch as well. She has ambitions as well, right? And in mm -hmm. Shiz, when we first meet Madame Morble, everyone wants to impress her. Well, Madame Morble sees Nessa and she, the first thing she says is, wow, you are so beautiful. Like she instantly is like charming with mm -hmm. like all these compliments. And then she's like, you're staying in my room. And I'm just like, I'm staying in your room, like in your quarters. Like mm. she's looking, oh, can I curse? Sorry. Yeah, she yeah. likes me. Like she <laughs> loves me. I'm about to be that bitch. Like I'm about mm. to come up in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know? I love that. <laughs> and that adds such a layer then of jealousy yes. to your relationship with Alphaba. Right. Yeah, that's really, really cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's the oh, little wow. things like that. Okay. It's, it's, <laughs> I have my own wheelchair choreography. I have like, you know, dancing through life. I'm back there like a one, two, a three, four, a five, six, like. Yeah, wait, can we ask, is the wheelchair on the rake like- Oh my God. Terrifying? I wouldn't say ter- Nessas have been terrified. I'm, I'm an adventurer for sure. So mm -hmm. the rake in mm -hmm. the wheelchair has never been scary for me, but it can be, mm -hmm. I mean like, if you let it go, you will fly down. And there have been times that it was a close call and I kind of use it, you know, it's fun. What's hard for me, what was hard in the beginning was the pressure and the strain it puts on your neck and shoulders. Mm -hmm. um, in the beginning, like all of oh, this. Sure, and like, you're like. Cause you're. Oh yeah, are you and I mean, I, I have to. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm getting okay. like a little something. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's sometimes I have to wheel her like upstage and turn her around. And like I said, I'm doing my own choreography. 
So in the beginning, I was in PT like every week, multiple times a week, just working this out because it was it was so intense. And then I had to yeah. work on even the way you turn in the chair because every I'm looking up at everyone. And so there would be times where I would like try to turn with my whole body and and completely just like snap my back or, or my neck or something. So mm. engaging my core and like pulling up, lifting to look like has been a, a, you know, a learning curve. What would you say is the biggest, was the biggest surprise for you coming into this machine and taking over as Nest Rose that you weren't expecting? To be real with you, I was surprised at how much fun I'm having. Mm. I it it really started off as a as an actor needing a job and needing health insurance to yeah. it kind of reinvigorating my passion and love for musical theater. Like I said, it was one of the first musicals that I like truly fell in love with. And I think when you're working, I've been working in New York for like almost a decade now, and you forget about that that love and that magic. And people just love Wicked, and it makes me love Wicked. And my dressing roommates, Ali Trim and um, Mary-Kate Morsi, like we just have the best time together. Uh, I'm just, I'm having a blast. It's really nice to go from North Country, which was filled with so much anxiety and pressure because of just like it being in a new season, but also COVID and everything, to being in a show that you know you're going to look out and there's going to be 1,900 people with faces and Mm -hmm. eyes like this and just Mm -hmm. so ready to receive and some people have seen it before and they're just excited to like re-experience it with who they're with. Some people have never seen it. And mm-hmm. there are parts where people are like, oh my God, like surprise and just like hanging on. I'm I'm just filled with so much joy and it gives me a lot of energy, honestly. Mm-hmm. I look down in the pit and Dan Michike is conducting and he's been doing it for forever. And yeah. he is so proud, like he's really enjoying it. And I think I'm really lucky because we definitely have a cast right now that is is enjoying the the experience and they're very grateful to be there and you can yeah. feel it. It's super palpable. Alyssa Fox, this she has been wanting to be on Broadway in this role for ten years. Like mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. finally got it. Like you can tell like her joy. It's it's really special. You'd mentioned that your dressing roommates are the the two standbys yeah. for for Elphaba and Glinda is that does that then play into like when one of them goes on? Do you feel like if uh, like if Mary Kate is on as as Elphaba, mm-hmm. is there like a a different energy there than there is with Alyssa because you're sharing a space? Oh, absolutely! I, I love Alyssa. She's great, and we have a lot of fun together. But because I like you said, I spend so much time with Mary Kate. She, I mean, she's my sister. I, I love her so much. And we just get so excited um, to play together because we're playing together all day. It's a mess. Like I'm so distracted doing the show and them just like hanging out. Um, but we have so much fun together. So to be able to take that fun onto the stage, it, yeah, it creates a very special energy. And then when all three of us are on, we're just like, yes, <laughs> yeah. we love each other. Let's have fun. Um, Dressing was probably hectic when all three of you were on. Yeah. Well, no, they, so they go downstairs. It's really nice Oh, right, right, right. Because, <laughs> because I share a room with these women who aren't doing anything, but kikiing and distracting <laughs> me. And there have been times already where we're like, you know, and then I'm like, oh, like I've missed my cue more times than I would like to admit. Almost yeah. missed my cue more times than I would like to admit. Uh, originally, that wasn't the case. 
um, Alphaba had a dressing room like on the other side of the building, but I guess they had to build more men's bathrooms. And oh, yeah. so they put Alphaba. Too many gays were coming. Too many, uh, truly. <laughs> <laughs> Like, God, we need more, we need more. <laughs> so they moved Elphaba to Nessa's room, and then they moved me upstairs to the standby room. This is way before I came. Oh. Um, and so now I'm with these women who are not working. And if it's a... <laughs> and then when they I'm are working, working they're gone. Stuff. They're downstairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of messed up, honestly. But it's a good thing that we're obsessed with each other. We really yeah. are. Um, I do have an observation that I would love your thoughts on. We were talking about like the fan base of Wicked and the perception of that being an actor going in. And I feel like you so often hear actors say like, oh, I don't want to be the like 12th replacement in such and such long running show. That's not going to be, that's not the trajectory I want my career to take. But I do feel like I've observed that actors and actresses replacing in Wicked, it does invigorate and bring a sense of energy to their career in a way that replacing in other long running mm-hmm. shows don't thoughts it it does okay. i i don't know why that is other than that people are obsessed with wicked it's the fan base and right? <laughs> yeah it's the fan yeah. base um i too you know had that reservation but you know i'm 31 years old i this is a career as well as like me trying to pursue certain dreams and honestly at this juncture in my life i'd rather do a show like wicked and wait for a new musical that that mm-hmm. i'm like re- as passionate about as i was with north country i think i just like north country became the like apex and the epitome of the kind of work that i mm-hmm. want to be doing but it just isn't done a lot and right. so i would rather preserve my energy in a show like wicked and like at the same time receive all this joy and recognition and fan fandom mm-hmm. than to like kill myself going in for, you know, yeah. I, won't, I don't want to throw any shade, but right. whatever. And so to answer your question, cause that was a tangent. I, I don't, I, I, I can't answer your question. I don't know what it is because it, yeah. I've been in the Lion King and Lion King is, is very lit and it's a wonderful, wonderful production. And I felt so much pride during the show, but it doesn't resonate as much as as Wicked has in my career and and fan base. And every time I see someone, they're just like, this is iconic. Like everyone is just (laughs) very, very supportive and excited for me. Um, Why do you think, honestly? I mean, I think think it's the fan base. I think it's because if you go into Wicked, especially I think as one of the principals, then you kind of get handed this large group of people who now are going to be obsessed with you. And then I think what's cool about the Wicked fan base is they'll stay with you through the rest of your career too. It's not like you're out of the show and then they forget about you. And I think that's super important and special. Right. I think too, there's something like, like this happened to like Les Mis too, where like eventually it became like trading cards almost to be like, you know, this actor is going in to, as Fantine, like, have you seen her yet? And like, Mm -hmm. it's it's almost like the show itself now has such esteem that it's like, okay, well, who can we, it's exciting to see who we can plug into these different things. Yeah. I see a little bit of that starting with Moulin Rouge, actually. Like, I can see people starting to care about who is playing Mm. the specific characters in Moulin Rouge, which is, I think, very important Mm -hmm. for a show to have longevity. Yes, I agree. Can we talk about your hair as Nessa Rose? Because I think it's, like, a really important and cool thing. How did that happen? Was it a conversation or was it just like, yeah, we're going to do braids for Nessa Rose? 
it was a deep conversation that is still we're still conversing about it nessa rose is never wigged right it's always yes. the actress's hair okay and that's what they called to tell me and i was just like i'm not <laughs> we're not it's just not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is not gonna happen. Like that's real cute, and I love that for Nessas, but I can't be dealing with my natural hair every day. And I did that in North Country, but again, mm -hmm. shorter run, and it was like Marianne required a, a very like natural look. My hair was much shorter. I cut my hair for the Lion King, so it's just you know, short hair doesn't uh, require as much maintenance. But yeah, I was just like, y'all don't even know what you're right. getting into because one. Right. It's right. not gonna look the same every day. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to log the hours of what it takes to make it sort of look like how you want it to look every day. It's yeah, a full-time mm -hmm. job, keeping up with your natural hair as a black woman. So I told them about like different um, style protectives that mm -hmm. I would be willing to keep for a year. And we settled on box braids. Um, yeah, and I thought it was very lit. Like I, I think it's very special that Nessa has these black girl box braids that is that is mm -hmm. very it, it's just such a rich part of who we are as black women women like if you you know you know where a black woman is in her life if she has box braids mm -hmm. she's probably going on vacation mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. they're definitely vacation braids are yeah. there you know work braids because she's super busy um so I, yeah I just love it. It, it it it's special when I go out to the um stage door and there's a girl with my hair and she's like i like mm -hmm. your hair and i'm like right here's like too, girl <laughs> and i think you like forget about how important that kind of stuff is until you see how many people pick up on it when it those changes are made you yeah. know it's yeah. really cool yeah it's special and i will say they have taken care of me we are now what's become a thing is taking it down and putting it back in and that just like being my whole day off. And I know you guys saw the video of Ali yeah. and MK like helping me because it does, it's a process. It's like two hours to take them out and I was doing it and they were like, well, we want to help, you know? So that's become <laughs> like, and they didn't know. They didn't know how hard it was. They were like, wow, this is, this is, so oh, arduous wow. and i'm like yeah i do this all yeah. the time yeah um so they have a new level of respect and interest and i think everyone when that when they saw that video the team um they were like whoa we had no idea let's see mm -hmm. what else we can do to help you yeah. um so now that's all we're going to talk about just making that process e easier um yeah yeah because you, you don't know unless you know i will say it doesn't feel like a job when i met with understanding mm. and empathy and support you mm -hmm. know what i mean like i yeah. i don't mind you know yeah. having these conversations when because it's comfortable i feel like i'm supported yeah you know so it hasn't been an issue. It hasn't been cumbersome at all. And yes, it is great. Uh, I mean, the next Nessa Rose might, she might have a situation of the next black one where she wants, you know, her hair to be mm -hmm, out. Mm -hmm. She wants an Afro or whatever. I think what is most important in the work that's being done is the autonomy for our hair. You know what I mean? And, and mm -hmm. making sure that 
their safety and, you know, consideration. Mm -hmm. So what is, you know, we typically ask, are you a wizard, I define gravity, no good deed, alphaba? And as I'm saying it right now, I'm actually uh -huh. going to still pose that question to you. So okay. <laughs> if Kimber, I was going to shift gears, but I think it would be fun for you to answer this question. <laughs> Okay. Would you be a Wizard Eye <laughs> Defying Gravity or No Good Deed Alphabet currently? And then if you ever play the role, we'll ask you again. In terms of my spirit or It can mean whatever you like, want it yeah. to mean. You just have to explain. I think I'm a I think I'm a wizard in eye at this moment. I I think that's I'm trying to be in a space, I I've said this before, where I am like seeking the positives and and celebrating the <clears> victories. <throat> And that's the point in the play where Alphaba is so innocent, but also just so hopeful. And I think when you are present in the moment and you are looking out and you're seeing all the things you have to be grateful for, I think that's when you see the most possibility and you're the most inspired. And um, that's where I want to, that's where I'm working towards being. And that's where I think I find the most joy and happiness in life when yeah. I'm like optimistic that way. It's a great answer. Um, okay, the question I was going to ask is, what is an aspect <laughs> of the character of Nessa Rose that you feel like people are not talking about enough or people are overlooking? Oh, that's good. That's good. I think Nessa is smarter than she is portrayed and seen. Everyone always says like, well, she's so innocent and she's sweet and nice. I, I think she's just as ambitious, like she's being groomed to be the mayor, like mm -hmm. she becomes the witch, you know, I mm -hmm. think she's super insecure about, you know, her condition, but she's just as hungry as everyone else on that stage, like she goes to the school for a reason as well. Um, and so I try to bring that, um, you know, that ambition, that vigor to her, um, because I don't think she, I think, she, I think, I don't think she's shy. I don't think she's yeah. shy. Like, you know, she goes after right. people just don't pay attention to her. Right. Exactly. But she wants to be in it. Like she she wants to be in the room where it happens. She wants to be in, in the excitement. She wants to have a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think she's just as passionate as the other two witches. We were talking about how great your production photo is because it has your expression has such like a wink to it like this girl has a secret mm -hmm. and i feel like you see it in your wicked witch of the east scene too like there is a level of okay but i am here and i am in this position of power and you are enjoying it you know yeah that was intentional i don't think she is is as innocent as um she's you know portrayed or, or looked to be she's deep okay <laughs> and i have to read the book because <laughs> Did you read the books? I have to read the books because I did hear it. No, it's on my to-do list. It's, yeah. a, it's my summer reading. But I hear she is more, there's more to her in the books. Yeah. Maybe they'll bring mm -hmm. it out in the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope so. Um, This has been so much fun, Kimber. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, thank you. And I'll see you when I'm Elphaba. Yeah. Yes, we'll, we'll have <laughs> you back. We'll claim it. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> It was so much fun. Uh, she was such good vibes. 
She has good vibes. And I feel, I mean, I feel very blessed because as was kind of the theme of the conversation is it's like, we don't necessarily think about Nessa Rose as much as we think about Glinda mm-hmm. and Alphaba. And so it was, this felt like such a fresh mm-hmm. conversation for us to have on the podcast because it truly mm-hmm. was so many things that we have just like, not thought of before right like when she started talking dramaturgically about nessa rose i was like oh my god new new territory on sentimental men what not (laughs) but backing up i love that out of the gate we quickly found out she went in for alpha but she went in for glinda i mean we didn't even need to pry for that information it just we got it what a woman (laughs) what a woman and honestly i hope that she does get the chance to play alpha or glinda at some point because then that's I hope she does both. I hope she does both. I can imagine you Nessa imagine Alpha, Glinda? Can you imagine <laughs> the power of one person? History would remember her forever. Forever. I mean history already will remember her forever. <laughs> Wicked historians. Well, yeah. <laughs> but also that to me I'm just like what a spectrum of talent mm-hmm. that that is even all on the table, mm-hmm. you know? And not even just like she knows that she can do all three. Like, she has now been in front of casting for all three roles. That's, like, mm-hmm. so She's, like, kind of been validated as all three. Yeah. Mm. Bravo, Miss Kimberlane Sprawl, superstar. Superstar. What else did you like um, talking about? I did about? love hearing about her uh, backstory of Nessa and Madame Morrible. Oh and God. also, it makes me want to see Wicked again and just watch, only her, watch her only whenever she's on yes, stage. Yes, the next time we go. Like, I feel like Nessa does have a lot of background work to do in Dancing Through Life, and now my eyes are going to be glued on her. Glued. Yeah, it's kind of fun, because that's, like, the energy. I feel like a lot of times if you talk to someone in the ensemble of a show, they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, it's fun. We get to be mm-hmm. a little goofy. Like, we get to have our little, like jokes Mm -hmm. with each other in the background and so how fun that nessa rose is like a principal role with that kind of like energy of being in the ensemble and getting to like totally make up your own shit and like uh you know play and be a little goofy yeah have a little fun Mm -hmm. oh i really love to (laughs) she's like i share a dressing room with these girly pops who are not working and i'm doing a show every night (laughs) <laughs> i yeah that's so funny i bet she looks forward to the nights when they're on because it's like great now the dressing room can be can be quiet less distracting right it's like when your roommates are gone and you have the apartment to yourself uh, i gotta get going because i gotta make it to, um, <laughs> to here lies love kevin's coming to here lies love uh, what a nice bookend for this episode review. tell a friend tell a friend <laughs> Here lies love. I will say I have not been excited for a show, a Broadway musical, in a long time in the way that I am excited to see Here Lies Love. So I hope I'm excited. it lives up to my excitement. I'm excited. I know next to nothing about it. Same. Other than that, we will be standing and bopping for the entirety of the show. I can't wait. All right, couple things to plug right now. If you liked today's episode and you are looking to support the pod as a result, there are a couple ways to do so. Number one, you can join the Green Circle by subscribing to our Patreon. Members get to be on our close friends list, help us plan episodes, and get to listen to extended episodes and bonus content. If you're looking for a free way to support the pod, give us a rating, give us a review on whatever app you are listening to. All right, I'll see you in a little bit. Bye. Bye, Quincy. Bye, Bye guys. guys.
You've been listening to Sentimental Men from Theaterly. This episode was produced by Quincy Brown, Kevin Bianchi, and the team at Theaterly. Thanks to Anthony Abitangelo, the most swankified podcast editor in town. And another thanks to Michaela Reynolds for making us look downright osmopolitan in our new key art. And to Julia DeMarzo for our logo design. If you want to get in touch, send us an email. We love to hear from you all. You can reach us at sentmenpod at theaterly.com. That's T-H-E-A-T-R-E-L-Y. You can also connect with us across social media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at SentMenPod. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, I'm Quincy. And I'm Kevin. Not since episode 19 have we had a new conversation. (laughs) (laughs) About Nessa Rose.